Hi, I'm Avram Kivalevich, and this is On Principle, and I'm here with one of the major principles in the educational world, someone who's actually done the work of a principal in a number of places. He used to be an associate principal, he was an assistant principal, and now a head of school, he's the principal of SAR High School, uh, one of the premier schools in the United States, in Jewish studies, and even in secular studies, John Kroll, Rabbi John Kroll. Thanks a lot, John, for agreeing to do this. Well, thanks for having me, Rabbi Vrenel. Yeah. We go back a long way, and I've seen you in action, and um, and, and I think that you're able to combine not only, you know, uh, you don't take yourself that seriously and a sense of fun about what you do, but you also have the unique ability to act, to be extremely serious about what counts. Uh, and I think that's the reason why you do such a great job connecting to your students. But I think you also think very deeply about things that are connected to both of us, my, me as a teacher and as a parent and a grandparent now, and I think about my grandkids going to school. Um, and I know that, that you also, this has been your life. And uh, I want to talk to you about something which is a little bit, I guess, controversial in some areas, which is that you are uh, the principal of a, of a modern Orthodox uh, high school and which is, I think, Beshita, which in other words, you specifically want to have co-ed education. You want all your classes to be co-ed. Um, is, that's correct, right? That's right. And um, you've been doing this for a number of years. And SAR, I think that's the way it's always been. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was a time that you were teaching or and, and as a principal in your in the school in Boca, uh, the Weinberg School, right? And there, the classes were not co-ed, or they were some you, of them were co-ed. I'll tell, I'll tell you how it went. First of all, my, I started teaching. I started in, uh, you know, originally back in 1996. I started at Yeshiva Flatbush. Um, I was one of the last hires by uh, Rabbi David uh, Eliach, and Flatbush was uh, co-ed for general studies, but separate, separate for Judaic studies. Um, similarly, I was in Boca. Um, that was not the Weinberg Yeshiva. It was Weinbaum. Weinbaum, Berg, Baum, all those Jewish names. So the Weinbaums would not be happy. But they also keep in mind that there, there's no, that was the name of the school. It's now called Katz Yeshiva High School. Katz um, And in, um, in that school, similar to the way it was in Yeshiva Flatbush, the um, study was gen- general studies um, was co-ed and Judaic studies um, was single gender. So before we get to SAR and, and its unique uh, approach and the way it was articulated by Tilly Hartstark, let's just talk about the other places you were in, which was similar to the places that I taught in, um, in Ida Crown and in Chicago and at uh, Kushner. And um, in those places, is, was it Beshita to have secular studies, to have boys and girls together? I, or was it just a, a matter of convenience, just would have made, would have caused havoc uh, to be able to separate them all across the day? Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I, when I was taught in Yeshiva Flatbush, it was, uh, it was kind of, I was a junior earlier in my career. I wasn't 100% sure what the higher ups or the original, the founders were thinking, but I can comment a little bit more about what life was like in Boca. And I can tell you there, there's Machlokas. The Yesh Omrim that yeah. the school was originally meant to be um, separate gender, but because it was, uh, it would have been too um, cost prohibitive 
to do so. They made it um, this compromised position separate for Judaic studies and, and, and um, together for general studies as a way of making um, kind of the budget work. Uh, that's, that's one yesh omrim. There's another yesh omrim that, no, 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 it was uh, ideally l'chatchila, it was set up that way um, to create an environment that was both um, kind of co-ed as well as having places where things would be um, separate. Okay, so that really taps into the, the idea that there's an actual, there's an advantage. Even in an orthodox school, school where it's committed basically to keeping halacha, that there is a positive in some ways, of having the commingling of the genders of the sexes together, of having boys and girls together, it's just that they figured uh, it would in, in, it would be awkward, let's say, in Lamude Kodesh, or it would be it would be bucking the tradition too much in Lamude Kodesh. But you would reap the advantages, according to that sheet, as the way you're saying it, Yeshayimim. You would reap the advantages of the coeducation by having uh, the afternoon studies or whatever, whenever you place them, of having those classes mixed so i guess so that so that really brings to the point you know is there uh and maybe you could articulate it what you've seen and and theoretically and what you see with misa does education go better when uh boys and girls are studying together in the same classroom and and tell me then let's go to the sar model where it's across the board where lamude kodesh and 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 everything is 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 co-ed I'll tell you, here, I'll give you, uh, this is the way I look at it. Um, and, I, and again, I, I'm not super doctrinaire about these kinds of things. I have, I can see multiple sides of different arguments here. Um, this is how I look at it. I, I understand fully, very well, the approach that would say that schools should be separate gender completely. You have a boy's school and you have a girl's school. I, I see that. I see the value in that. And I see that as being... Um, something that certainly has been traditionally the way that schools have happened throughout most of our history. Um, yeah, let, let me just interject again. Most of our history is a little bit of a misnomer because we so, haven't been modern Orthodox for most of our history. But, but even in, even if, let's say in the period of modern Orthodoxy, let's say it starts in 1950 or so, we know that what's considered modern Orthodox schools in Eretz Yisrael, like Chorev and other schools where it's boys and girls, in the same building or in the same campus, but actually they are uh, yeah. totally separate, even though they are all part of the same school. So it's been a model that's Eretz Yisrael. And I, and I think just to add another yeah. parentheses within the parentheses, I remember when the Eretz Yisrael, um, what do we call them in SAR? The, the advisors, they had a special oh, name. Well, what, were they, what were they called? They had the fellows, yes. The fellows and fellowettes, right? When they would come to... Um, to the school, they were, some of them were somewhat surprised that, because they were used to modern schools where they were, but it was not the complete mixing of boys and girls. So you're yeah. right. We, we have had, even in the modern Orthodox aspect, we've had boys and girls, they see each other, but they haven't been actually studying together. Go ahead. Yeah. So the way I look at it was like this. I, I have full respect for any, whatever, you know, we're, we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a free market here. Whatever kind of school wants to open up, as long as it's like, you know, bound by, you know, uh, halachic uh, authority, uh, go, go for it as far as I'm concerned. If there's a market, then like, you know, let the market speak. Um, I, I see a value in the way things were set up in in, uh, in Boca as well as Yeshiva Flatbush, which is to say that there is something to be said for the relationship that you're able to develop um, when that group of students learning together is 
of one gender. There's something positive there. Um, you know, I, I think that that's something that you miss out on sometimes in an environment like we have at SAR. That's why it's important to have spaces in which you create that. And I'll get back to the SAR model in just a moment. Um, but I think there's something positive about that. But, you know, listen, I'll also be open, honest enough to point out that um, when you have separate education in the Mude Kodesh, um, I'd say often the boys get the, again, in some schools, it's not always, this is a generalization, and I wouldn't say there are certainly exceptions to this, that it is much easier in, when you have the girls having a separate gender education, it's much easier for teachers to take the Torah Shabbat Peh learning less seriously. When the boys and the girls are together, um, you know, separate but equal, this bit of a misnomer as we know, um, and I think that's the same thing applies in, um, in Jewish education. That seems to be, again, it's not, there are exceptions to it for sure, but it is much easier for certain rabbeim to um, take women's serious Torah Shabbat Peh learning, you know, I get honestly this a little bit less seriously than when the class is co-ed. Um, so, so you're saying that in terms of the boys, they reap the advantage of having camaraderie of like minds and similar natures which you feel can help learning because you're with people that are like you in a certain sense it helps you learn better but the girls uh, despite the similarity of being with other girls suffered in terms of the quality no, of what was being said I would, i'd characterize it a little bit differently i don't think it's about learning i think it's about um i think it's socialization i think it's about a culture that's created of uh, like a team um there's something I see, in addition to the, you know, straightforward, like, you know, learning of a sugya and understanding how to think about a sugya, um, there's also something to be said for the, the dynamic that you have in a classroom in which you're identifying with the total learning and with the teacher and you feel like you're part of something bigger. Some of those some of that, like, you know, sort of a, it's a socialization within the Torah learning world um, is easier to create when the vibe in the room is one in which we're all kind of like hanging out. Um, again, that, honestly, that sometimes is, believe it or not, is, 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 is contrary to serious Torah learning. In other words, it's a, it, there's a certain... I mean, you know, of course like, I believe it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like the, the vibe, again, without casting aspersions, again, I, I'm, I'm the Daf Yomi world. Daf Yomi world is incredible, and I can't, I'm, I'm proud to call myself part of it now in this, in, in this uh, you know, cycle. Um, but a big part of Daf Yomi's success is not the, you know, the, the, the level and the depth of the learning. It's creating a culture of people who are committed to Talmud Torah um, like you're on a team. And there's something like, it's like a club you're in. And creating that club of being on that Talmud Torah team is sometimes easier to, have, easier to create when you have an all-boys room or an all-girls room. Um, just my experience. I don't think it has to be that way. I've just found it, when I've been the teacher, I have found that the creating that sort of, um, that, 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 that culture, that vibe, in which it's much more of a socialization around Torah learning, both for the boys and for the girls separately. It's been, my experience has been that it's been easier to create that. Okay. Um, but it's separate. Again, that has 
nothing to do, honestly, with the actual learning of Torah and the sugya. It's about the things that surround, that are, that are connected to it, which, is shape, which shape identity. Right, which, which allows you to inculcate ideas easier when you feel more comfortable around you. Your mind is, isn't, you know, we bifurcate in so many ways. If we're comfortable with what's around us, then we absorb the information easier. Right. I actually found, you know, when I was teaching uh, some co-ed classes, and I did teach a number of co-ed classes in SAR, you might remember, it was a while back. But you remember that part of one part of what was the uh, sometimes was the issue was the posturing that sometimes occurs, especially in front of teenagers. I'm talking about college age kids, but especially when it's with teenagers, I think what happens is is that the real self isn't there. A lot of times, especially when we talk about Talmud learning, you say the word sugya, and, and both of us come from schools where Gemara was primary. Part of what makes a great Gemara learner is a person who's very transparent in himself and is ready to be himself totally and completely. I think the nervousness of, of not looking like a dude in front of this girl that you might want to impress in some way and, 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 or, or being silly or, or even being aggressively uh, excited about something, the inhibition and forces you into a box that hinders you from actually just sitting back and being yourself sometimes. You're so conscious, especially in that age, of how you appear to members of the opposite sex that I think that you don't have that comfort level to really thrive as yourself many times. I'm not saying that was always true in SAR. SAR was a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, I can imagine that. I haven't, my experience hasn't been totally like that, but I, to me it's been much more... Um, about the social, I haven't noticed it as the difference in the, in the quality, the level of total learning. It's been more like just a certain comfort level that people have with each other. I also, I also want to mention, um, you know, again, I, I just mentioned, I think one of the benefits, you know, okay, that, I'll just talk about one of the benefits as well as one of the detriments of being, having the boys and girls separate. I just want to highlight something I thought was, um, you know, the way, I, the way I look at it, do you want to shift to talking about a little SAR right now, perhaps? Okay. Okay. So we. I think. I think you've, as the principal, you've given me your 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 take on how separate can be more positive in terms of the learning, creating the sense of camaraderie, the group, uh, the the affinity. Okay. So now let's talk about the other side of the coin, as Tevya would say. On yeah. the other hand, why is it actually the SAR model or boys and girls learning together all the time? Why is that a, a benefit or a positive? Yeah. In terms the way of the way the way I I've, I've... I've come to think about it is as follows. Um, you know, level number one, is it mutter or is it usser for girls to learn Torah Shabal Peh? Okay. So it, it, certainly an argument can be made that it is usser. Okay. Most people within our camp hold that it is mutter. Um, you know, I think that to a large extent, many of us model our schools after Maimonides in Boston, after the way uh, Salvechik set things up there, um, and sees that there is, it is mutter for girls to learn Talmud Torah, Torah Shabbat at the highest level. So I'm going to hold it's mutter. Okay, once I say it's mutter, then you have to ask the question, well, is it, um, is it appropriate for them to be learning tomorrow with the boys? Or the boys? Should the boys and the girls be learning together? Uh, that's a fair question to ask. Uh, again, as I'd say, if I was just to model it after, I know uh, after Maimonides uh, in the way the, the Rabbin set it up, and I know that, you know, there is, you know, as is, as is with most things, um, there is, you know, 
argumentation on either side as to whether this, that was a lechatchila or a bidievid, as yeah, the yeah. Rav set it up in Boston. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think in general, the Rav's whole tenure in Boston, you could really make this into a mega question, a meta question, not a mega question, but a meta question about the Rav himself. The mm-hmm. man who was the Rav of Boston, was right. that your dogma of what a Rav should always be, or was right. that what a Rav needed to be right. at the time? Yeah. I am the Hector for Velveeta cheese and other things right. of the same way, but go ahead. No. So I was going to say that one of the things that I, I feel like is that once you have, once you say it's mutter for girls to be involved in high level learning first, um, A, and once B, you basically accept the fact that boys and girls are allowed to talk to each other. Okay, those are two assumptions that one doesn't have to make. Certainly, in the more yeshivish world, you make neither of those. You make neither of those assumptions. But in the in this in this modern Orthodox world, even in the single gender schools, I think it's the very few and far between. You'll find somebody who thinks it's usser for boys and girls to socialize. Many people at the um, at single gender schools will be comfortable with their sons or daughters going to a co-ed camp and they would hope that their, you know, sons or daughters are friends with other people of the opposite sex, provided that they are nice, good from, you know, uh, people just like themselves. So once I make those two assumptions, A, it's mutter. B, we expect boys and girls to be interacting with each other. At that point, I, I see like a very strong value in having them learn Torah together. Why would I want to um, relegate the boys and girls' interactions to social environments outside of school, during lunch, or only around secular subjects with proper um, environment in a total learning atmosphere? Like, it's incredible to have guys and girls who would be learning together, engaged in real Talmud Torah, seeking Dvar Hashem, Together is like an ideal model. I get, I'd rather have that. I, if I'm going, I'd rather have the boys and the girls getting to know each other honestly over trying to understand Pshat and the Ramban rather than have them trying to figure out what a movie is that they're talking or a TV show or a, whatever it is that they're engaged in um, that has nothing to do with Torah. So again, the, the, my experience has been that that, that when modeled properly and, and, and presented properly, it, it, it becomes a a good model for what we actually hope they will be doing as young adults and as adults. Okay. So you've, in other words, although you start off saying that you can hear both and you're, you're not a, um, a doctrinarial person, but it sounds like if I would ask John Kroll where, not just who's paying him his, his, uh, his paycheck, it sounds like you actually believe that this is a lakatrila. This is actually a better way to go in a modern Orthodox environment uh, than having the classes separate, right? That's what I think what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I, th- I think you're hearing right. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, okay, no, no equivocating. I mean, you, this is what John Crow holds, right? I do, I do feel that way, provided that there are also, and I think one of the things you lose is what I spoke about earlier, which is that there's something about, there's something positive about creating uh, okay okay. okay so so okay so i'm just going to push back a little bit and sure. you know this is i'm Wait. interviewing you it's not my show this yeah, is yeah. i'm just the uh i'm just the david suskind the dick cabot the uh joey bishop the joey bishop jack parr and johnny carson 
and Phil Donahue and Oprah Winfrey all rolled into one. Okay. But that's a lot. But, but what I would ask you, uh, just to push back a little bit, hmm. if you could uh, limit and say, wow, what is, what is more pristine and beautiful than young adults, young smart adults, which of course you have the benefit in SAR in many, many ways, to actually speak about Torah and, and discuss things and, and have serious interaction. Uh, but what's to stop that from the other stuff bleeding into it? Because we know they're not only speaking about Torah, they're also, you know, going to Carlson Gabby's, and they're also thinking about the play that they're doing, and they're also talking about, and, 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 and I remember in Ida Crown the Prom and other things like that. So as much as we, we, we have, it's sort of like a pristine, I would say unrealistic sense of we only get together in a platonic way, um, just to quote, the, you know, Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally, really, there really is no platonic way to be a friend, right? I don't know what that, I don't know how the movie comes out with Moscone. I think they do become, I think the movie shows there is no platonist, there is no real platonic relationship. So therefore, yeah, we are getting together here, but I think it is going to be tinged and it's going to be affected by the other stuff that's going on. And that could actually not only uh, put a pretty a, a negative aspect about the whole thing, right? So, um I love Tyra, and to me, the older I get, the weaker my Yitzhahara gets, uh, and it was never super strong, I don't think, in the first place, but the weaker the Yitzhahara gets, the more I see Abbas Tyra is the greatest thing there is, but with young people uh, of that age, yeah, there's Abbas Tyra, but there's also... Yeah, there's Ava Mamish, you know, and, and that can be on display, especially in the modern Orthodox schools where they, there isn't, the dress code is not so uh, severely enforced, where, and, and I've had guys who went to SAR type yeshivas and, and Maimonides and told me, yeah, I did have chavruses with girls. But when I was learning, there was another part of me that was saying, she smells nice. Boy, that's a great dress that she's wearing. And I'm actually censoring the other stuff that they were saying. So how do you respond back to that? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One is, um, first of all, I think that when you're living in this world in which they are interacting outside of, outside of classes, even if you go to a single-gender school, the guys in these single gender schools and the, and the girls in the single gender schools in the modern Orthodox world have boyfriends and girlfriends. This, there's socialization, that stuff, that stuff does exist. Um, is it more constant in a single gender school? Is it, more, is it more prevalent? Yeah, that is. But you're also having it around intellectual kinds of um, engagement, both Judaic and general studies. So in other words, like I actually feel that one of the benefits of being in a co-ed school is that guys see the girls more easily as intellectual equals and partners and people to respect, as opposed to if I, you know, again, this is overgeneralization. It's not true for everything, but I think it makes it, if I, if my interaction with girls as a teenager is limited to kind of uh, seeing them as, you know, objects of my yates, that my Yetzir Hara is getting, that's the only thing I'm, that's the only way I see them. That's a problem. And I think that's a problem that's hard to overcome. Um, it certainly is overcomable. It's just when you are in a co-ed school, you, when you're, when, when, a, when a boy, and again, I'm, I'm talking this because I'm a 
man. I'm talking this much more through the eyes of the guy, I guess, than the eyes of the girl, and I recognize that. But if I'm a guy in a co-ed school, sees the girl who is smarter than he is in math and can find the girl who is like, you know, an intellectual peer in his English class and finds the girl who can explain that toast to him. And you have a lot more respect. Again, obviously it cuts both ways, but I actually am speaking about it from the boy's angle. So is, is there the HR? Everybody. Uh, you're, you're getting me wrong over here. It's not so much the, the, the it's, 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 it's the aspect of Yitzhahara, therefore, Torah is Be'etzim, Dveikas, which is about Kedusha. Right. In other words, as much as it's about intellectualizing and discovering the depth of what an idea is and realizing how one can make that real in a society which is made up of men and women, and instead of being a giggling frat boy about it, you the girl forces you to be more serious and act more self-controlled and right. in a certain sense be more serious about the subject. Right. I'm talking about the holiness of the subject. I'm talking about the Dveikas of the Rabbani Show, and that's... Yeah, it's so hard I, I, for a teenager to do when at the same time well, it's one thing if the, if the intellectual girl looks like your typical intellectual girl and doesn't dress in the okay. way but once once she's coming in like a fashionista who's also brilliant and smart it's going to be very hard to say you know the dovke boy and, and is Hashem is part of learning now one second I'm just finished the point so you could the flatbush and and um, Weinberg, what was it again? Yeah. Please stop that. It's the wine yeah. bombs. The wine bomb. Okay. I, I, listen, I would if I if I would have gone to visit you, I would have remembered. But anyway, the point is the wine bomb school. That model could really have that model could have a little of both. too. So called cats now. The cat school, yes. So what I'm saying, the point is, you could really have. I agree with you that there's an immaturity and a grossness that exists in the modern. If if you're going to have boys and girls relating but not understanding that there might be peers you're going to have a certain gross mentality and you're going to have boys that are totally not ready for real dating and real relationships because they don't really they see women as objects as opposed to real human beings the question is about Lima that's really i think what i'm talking about i hear i hear it I, and i i think that one point to be made is that you know guys and girls should follow a dress code and they should be Modest as much as they can. I, but I think that's. I hear that. The second thing, and I, both me and you know, John, as yeah. and we taught in the same school, and we were together. That it's a very, very difficult thing yeah. for us as men to do anything. about discussing dress codes or saying yeah. anything yeah, well, about the way girls might be dressed. Hundred percent. But I also think that it is. I, I remember again. Maybe you would disagree with me on this, but I, I, I'm not sure. I remember one time uh, a couple of years ago, so I was in Florida, um, and a particular teacher was a, a woman who was talking to her students about dress code, and she mentioned to the student, um, you know, it's not right. You should follow the dress code. Just it's not fair to your rebellion who teach you that they have to look at you like that. And the girl reported that, I heard that report back to me, and I sort of like chided the teacher. As a complaint, as a complaint. And I, and I, I agree, I, I, was, I did not like that presentation because, again, you, a student should follow the dress code, but please don't make it out to be that, uh, that I, along with the other male staff members, are a bunch of like, you know, leering, lecherous, like, you know, uh, 
men who can't control the Yetzirah, who are looking at the, I don't feel that way. In other words, don't, the, the reason why a girl is supposed to follow the dress code in the schools, because that's what the school rule is, and that's what the expectation is. It, it, again, I, I, it's unhealthy, it's not true, and it's also unhealthy for the female students in the school to think that there are male staff members who you know, can't control themselves, their, their, their gaze because of what the women look like in school. I didn't like, I didn't like that. But again, back to the issue about the boys. So I think that talk, you know, putting that up in front center and talking with kids about why that's challenging and why you, Talmud Torah is supposed to be striving for Dveku Spashem and understanding Dvar Hashem and there has to be an element of Kedusha to it. Um, I, I, I don't think that those are incompatible. I do, I do recognize that, that, that by nature, um, some of that tension that exists in high school kids um, makes it sometimes more difficult. Okay, let's wrap this up. I think you know we're coming out of time here. I will say one thing that I, I learned in my years of teaching uh, in modern high schools, and I've taught through the whole spectrum, as you know, John, from mm-hmm. yeshivas, koil, and of all ages. I think one of the things that modern high schools sometimes, and, and, and you know, when I say about Kedusha, Vimadatayra, in many modern high schools, the idea really is let's, let's keep them in a holding pattern until they go to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, this idea, that's why even you said an element of Kedusha. I think part of it is because we see in many of the modern schools, uh, let's keep them in a Torah mentality that when they go to Eretz Yisrael, uh, then they could flip out on both sides. Or if not even flip out, then they could raise their level. And therefore, let's just, let's do things here that give them a, a basis and are not macalco them. I think that might be the difference. If you look at the high school learning experience, mm-hmm. and, and of course, I didn't have a modern high school learning experience. You you went to uh, Ida Crown. Mm-hmm. I learned the Nary Yisrael in Baltimore. There, it, you know, the idea was you are in the big leagues, you're in Slabotka right now. And therefore, you know, when, when people like me became teachers in high schools, uh, we have to deal with this reality in modern high schools that, okay, it's not about that. You're supposed to give over the information, do a great job about it. But what you want to do is basically make people not hate Tyra. You know what I'm saying? They should like it a lot and think it's interesting enough that they should then go up to the next level where maybe the Kedusha kicks in. So I think that might be it. All right, so that's about it. We, uh, Rabbi Kroll, I know you're so busy, but I think we're going to try to do this every month. So and, and let's let's hear from you, everybody, because uh, if you enjoyed what you heard on this uh, podcast today, so please uh, send us a note. Uh, and let us know what you think. And this way we can continue to come back to you every month to give you issues from really, I think, in a, in a sophisticated, open-minded way on principle. So have a good chaydish. We'll see you, Mr. Shem, next month right before Purim then. All right. Thank you, Ron. Thank you too, John.